This episode of the Black Gold Podcast is brought to you in part by the Black Gold Podcast Store, where you can get exclusive Black Gold Podcast merchandise. Here you can purchase the new My Story Matters design on a comfortable t-shirt or in a snug and warm hoodie. Also, you can purchase my new ebook on podcasting called The Podcast Jumpstart Guide to help you get from zero to your first episode teaching you the tools and resources that I've used to build a quality podcast on a low budget. To get your hands on this awesome merch at a discount, go to www.blackgoldpod.com and go to the menu and click on the Black Gold Podcast Store discount button to save 10% off your next order. Hello listeners, on this show I talk with everyday African Americans who were able to transform their passions and struggles into their dreams. I'm your host Moses Tillman Young and welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. In this episode, I interview Billionaire P.A. He is a speaker and author who lives in Los Angeles, California. In our conversation, Billionaire and I discuss mindset, ownership, and the importance of dreaming in order to achieve a life of purpose. So this is on you. You can give us direction. You know, you said you want me to start. Yeah, we're recording. So go ahead. So welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. And uh, this is also a a co-podcast with my mother, who is hosting her new podcast called The Dignity Chronicles. And mom, um, first half's up to you. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm not going to engage in the in, in, in any introduction, because um, Moses will, uh, will go back and edit that in. So tell me about yourself. You were a motivational speaker today, right? Um, I don't like to classify myself as a motivational speaker. You know, okay. my dream is, sort of, you know, and the reason why is because motivation with the instructions is very dangerous. And, um, you know, I can only speak for my, if I remember going you know what I'm saying, to church and going to hear certain speakers. And granted, they motivated me, but they didn't give me no direction of how to get the eviction notice off of my mother's door. So it's like I got hyped up and I got motivated, but I didn't have no plan of action. And so to me, a world changer, I, call, I classify myself as a world changer, and I can only speak for myself. My goal is to get people, um, not just to inspire them to believe in themselves, but get them a plan of execution on how to go about getting good credit, how to go about owning land, how to go about starting an airport, a seaport, you know, how to go about getting a passport so that they could be in a position to actually not depend on me and always have to rely on my speakers, but they can be in a position where they know how to fish so they don't have to come ask me to keep fishing for them. Okay. Okay. All right. And one of the reasons you're so effective is because your message seems to be, you know, given the things that I've experienced and where I've come from, if I can, anybody can't. So that being said, tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself um, in terms of your youth, your run-ins, 
with the criminal justice system? Just talk. Just go ahead. Just let it go, huh? <laughs> let it rip. Let it rip. Well, as you know, I am from Alexander City, Alabama. That's where I was. That's where I was born. And shout out to everybody that's gonna watch this amazing documentary. You know what I'm saying? Like my grandma would always say, I'm sure glad I don't look like what I've been through. Um, so yes, I have been to jail over 20 times before I was 21 years old. Um, I went to jail for drugs, conspiracy. Um, I had an extremely bad temper and could not stay out of trouble. Uh, as you know, as you are, as you are familiar, my mother did get hit by a drunk driver. Um, they, she, I think she was in like near Montgomery, Alabama. And I remember her telling me the story of when the drunk driver actually hit her. They put her in the same ambulance as the person that hit her because we live in a very small city. So once one ambulance comes, if everybody hurt everybody, they have to make to put everybody in there. But she, I remember her telling me that she could not feel anything below her neck. And the only thing that she could do was think and look. And she saw a man laying next to her that almost took her from her children. And she said, you know, it hurt her so bad that all she could do was pray. And, you know, at the time she was praying for one of her children that did not believe in God, lack faith. And I lack faith for a reason. I was battling with trauma, uh, depression, and all, you know, suicidal thoughts, you know, just all types of stuff I'm going through. I mean, before I was 21, I had went to jail, like I said, over 20, 20 times. You know, I used to turn myself in every Friday and get out on a Sunday. I used to turn myself in every Friday at 5 p.m. in Davis, Alabama. Um, and there's another incident from, and I'm jumping around just telling you the whole story. My no, story you're good. Very, you're good. It's, it's a lot going on uh, in my that went on in my life. You know, I remember the time when my granddad pulled a sawed-off shotgun to my grandmama's head. He ended up going to prison for that. Uh, two days before Christmas, my uh, grandmother's only son, his name is Anthony, uh, she found him shot dead in the woods with a gunshot his, in the middle of his head. And, you know, uh, after that, I spent more time with my dad in the actual coma because he got hit by a drunk driver. And I think he was in a coma for about three to six months. So, you know, I didn't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing because it's like, at least I got to spend time with you. Um, so I spent time with him when he was in a coma, although he didn't talk, you know, at least we got the opportunity to spend time with him. Eventually he ended up coming out of the coma. Um, we don't have a very uh, cordial relationship to this day, but I'm speaking it into existence. Um, I believe that the only reason why my message has been uh, very impactful is because I attempt to be very personable with my brand and I make it very relatable. I don't make myself seem like I'm just so much better and farther away from actual people. I go through the, though I'm successful, I go through the same exact struggles that many people go through, but I'm not ashamed of what I go through because I do realize I don't really care about what people say about me because when I turn my lights on in my house, I actually paid that bill. And my grandma always taught me not to worry about what people think about me that do, number one, do not add no value into my life. And number two, if they don't pay no bills in your house, you know, so I don't really consider what people have to say if they're not really attempting to help me grow as an individual. Uh, on top of that, you know, my eight and five-year-old brother and sister, they drowned each other by accident. And then I had another uh, separate sister. Uh, she was seven years old when the drunk driver killed her. So through all of the trials and tribulations of all of these trials that I'm actually listening through all of this at the same time I'm in, I'm out of jail, in and out of jail. Um, you spoke a bit about the, the jail system. You know, a lot of people say that the jail and the prison system is broken. I am one of those people who after 
all of the knowledge that I've gained. I've been to 40 countries. I traveled a lot, been a lot. I personally don't think that the jail system is broken and I don't think that the prison system is broken. I think that it is designed exactly how them wanted it to be designed. And that was to incarcerate and make black people modern day prisoners. It is doing exactly what they wanted it to do and it was not designed for me. It was, it was designed against me. So it's working exactly how they wanted it to work. And so now with me knowing that I'm gonna play the game how my grandmama taught me to play the game. I'm gonna get out here and I'm gonna give me some land Give me some gas stations. I'm gonna own me some uh, some some legal drugs, some pharmaceutical companies, and we're gonna heal. Work on. I'm gonna partner with people who are out here healing people naturally, like what Dr. Sebi Ruin. You know that puts us in a position to where we ain't got to be dying for no diabetes, cancer, and stuff like that. Things that are very preventable. And the reason why it's, it's entering our body is because we're putting it inside of us from foods that we eat. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so tell me, when is the first time? You went to jail, and what were the circumstances? And how old were you? Um, it's, uh, I don't remember the exact time. I would say I was about uh, maybe 17 or 18, I think. Could have been younger. I don't remember the exact age. Uh, I went so much. I didn't, To be honest with you, at that time, I wasn't even counting. You know, I just remember when my mama said it. Don't go to jail, because when you go to jail, you never stop going. I was like, if I go, I'm going to stop. And I never stop. <laughs> okay, so now let's imagine, given all of the experiences that you've had, if you were the czar of the universe, if you were writing the script, what would be the alternative to jail? Instead of the time that you spent just sort of, you know, languishing and, um, and, 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 and being non-productive, what kind of system would you put in place as an alternative? Um, for me personally, I would put in place, uh, number one, I'd, uh, definitely in place a system that the most, the greatest wealth is the health. So, you know, it's no good. It's no good when we actually teach people how to run a business if they don't actually take care of health. And from the neighborhood of where I'm, where I come from, a lot of black people, they don't really take care of their health. They just eat any and everything. And that's why you see a lot of them dying of diabetes. Like my grandmother, she died of diabetes. And people said that it's hereditary. It's only hereditary because eating what people, what they actually talk to to eat. So that's the number one thing. You know, your greatest wealth is your health. Number two, I would uh, implement a system that actually, uh, it would be required for every black family to have an escort, a C-court, or a LLC. You can pick and choose whichever one you want. Would also be required to get a nonprofit organization. Any event that your business blew up, you can use that nonprofit organization as a way to actually uh, write off some of your taxes. Um, every black person in the United States of America will be required to have a passport so that they can dream far beyond their actual environment. You know, um, I would never have written 44, uh, 83 books if I would travel to over 40 something countries. I've written 80 some books, not just because of the environment I was born in. It was because I traveled and I saw different things. I've been to Jerusalem. I've been to the United Kingdom. I've been to Africa, Johannesburg. You know what I'm saying? I've seen so much, you know what I'm saying? Been to Puerto Rico, been to, you know, Jamaica and, you know, all of these different countries that I actually been through, been, been to Asia, been to China, been to Japan, been to, you know what I'm saying? Just different places that a little black child that, you know, from Alexander City, Alabama, with no more than 15,000 people and only two, 3,000 black people, that's not something that my mother would have ever fathered that her son would do. 
But because of that, I've elevated my mindset beyond jail, beyond my environment. And when I was locked up in jail, my grandmama even told me, get on people your body, but do not get on people your mind. And when I allowed my mind to travel, my body ended up following. And so, you know, I believe in manifestation and speaking dreams into existence. So regardless of whoever sees this documentary or, or, or the main thing I want them to get from this is the power of believing in yourself and knowing that you truly can manifest anything that you desire into existence. I did it. You know, I don't push my beliefs on nobody. Everything that I have accumulated, I accumulated because of my grandmother and my mother. They always stuck with me and they showed me unconditional love and I'm always support them to the life of me, not the death of me. Okay, so one of the things that I try to get people to um, attest to, uh, Blacks who are, who are speaking, and I'm just going to use the word motivationally, is um, not to place, not to make an idol out of our United States government, not to place your belief and your faith in the government. Because the government can change with an executive order. Policies and practices can change every four years with the stroke of a pen. So the idea that the government has to do this for us and the government has to do that for us, you know, is a fallacy. And I'm wondering if you could speak to that. And again, because this is going to be edited, feel free to reiterate anything that I've said, but go ahead. Um, so what's the question again? The question is, how much faith do you place in our government to be able to um, be the source of change and a source of social justice? Mm. I'm a little bit different. I don't have faith in, I don't put my dreams, I don't even put my dreams in my own mother's hand. So I definitely wouldn't put my faith or my dreams in the government. Um, I, put, I put my faith in my dreams 100% in the God within me and the God the, the, the God that I believe in. And that's pretty much it. Um, I don't depend on the government to give me no refund checks. I don't depend on, no. I don't care who the president is. It, it, I, it's never really affected me directly. You know, like I'm grateful for everything that's ever happened, um, but for me, I'm just focused on how I can be a better person for my family. And you know what I'm saying? I speak into existence that, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I want to see great leaders in the White House. Of course, I want to see great leaders continue to help us. But from my history, you know what I'm saying? No president has ever walked in my house and gave me anything. And that's just my, you know, I'd rather give my uh, inspiration, my thanks to my mother, to my grandma. You know, them, that's my president of my household. You know, so for me, to answer your question and just be straight to the point, I don't put no faith in the government and I don't put no faith in uh, the, 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 the system at all. And like I said, you know, I, I, might, I might say some things that might offend people and some things people ain't gonna agree with, but I've been living a long time. And the truth of the matter is people, you can do 99 amazing things on this earth. People are only gonna comment on the one thing that they don't like about you or the one thing that they disagree with. Me personally, I'm just speaking for me. The government has never walked in my house and cut my lights off. The government has never put no money in my pocket. The government never came to see my mama when she got hit by a drunk driver. The government never came to see my daddy when he was in no coma. The government did not come to my grandmama's funeral. The government, T-Mobile did not come to my little sister's funeral. Why do I mention T-Mobile? Because I got T-Mobile cell phone. 
And we, we as black people, we work so hard to pay all these bills before we pay ourselves. We appreciate everybody else but ourselves. It's because we expect other people to support us more than we actually support ourselves. The reason why I'm successful is because I support me first. I'm selfish. I focus on me first. How can you give love if you ain't got, how can you give somebody some love if you don't have any? People don't like the word selfish because we, I, I, I was conditioned to take everything that I got and just give it to everybody, upgrade their ego, make them feel good. No, I'm not upgrading your ego. I'm over here battling with depression. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm finna go work on that. I'm finna go to therapy. I'm finna go do some yoga for me. I'm going to get myself up out the hood so I can be able to bless other people. No, I'm focused on self first. That's the only way you're going to ever acquire true love is, you know what I'm saying, to identify what your weaknesses are in this world and then surround yourself around people that are stronger than you in areas where you are weak. So for me, in order for me to change, it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't helping me that I'm running around giving you $10. Oh, I'm taking care of my mama. No, I'm done taking care of my mama. You know what it's time for her to do? It's time for her to learn how to run her own business. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a man and I'm going to teach her how to do that. Okay. Because when that, when that, when, when it, when the, a tree fell on my mama's house, when they put a hole in my mama's house and my mama, she don't like, sometimes she don't like me tell this story because I be, I just be transparent, but you know, I want to respect her too. But a hole had fell in, a, a tree fell in my mama's house and they put a hole in my mama's house and she was complaining about how it was raining in the house. And my mama didn't even have $10,000 to, you know, get that, get that fixed. And in the government, they didn't come and fix that. You know, me and my mama had to get that together and fix that. So to answer your question, me personally, I don't put my faith in nobody's hand. I don't put my dreams, not even in my grandmama's hand because she got her own dream and I got mine. And I don't expect her to manifest my dream. So I sure ain't gonna expect the government to do nothing for me. Okay, I have two more questions for you and then I'll be able to take clips from this and uh, I'll turn this back over to you, Moses. I sure do appreciate you sharing oh, no this guest with me because this is just perfect, yeah. All right, the, what you the, this is perfect. This is just, it's a blessing. It's a real blessing. So the greatest atrocity that you experienced in any one of your jail stays, that could be observing violence, uh, observing um, uh, 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 police brutality, the greatest atrocity that you ever experienced when you were in jail at any given time? And it could be personal or it could be something that you observed. What's Tell me a story. That, what's the word that you use? Atrocity. Atrocity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. An atrocity is an offense to your sensibilities, it's an offense to what's right and fair, an offense to justice. Uh, a total infraction of the rules as, they, as, as they've been stated. So the greatest act of police brutality, the greatest act of prison guard brutality, the greatest deprivation of human rights. That's what I mean when I use the word atrocity. Go ahead. Okay. Now with that said, would you, if you don't mind, would you just, because I don't like to sound intelligent. I want to make sure I'm uh, comfortable. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I want to make sure I 100% understand. I'm not one of them that just responds. Um, so just ask me that in a different way and let me make sure I understand the question. Okay. During your experiences with the criminal justice system and your imprisonment at various times, I want you to tell me 
the, uh, and give me a memory that sticks out in your mind as the most horrible violation of justice, the most horrible abuse that maybe you personally experienced or saw somebody else experience? Well, we'll be sitting here all day. <laughs> no, jump, jump. Think of one. Think of one. The worst oh, thing. Oh, my God. Oh, the worst thing that I ever seen was that man put his knee on um, um, George Floyd's neck. That's the no, worst thing I ever... No, I, I want a personal experience. Anything that happened when you were in jail, a prison guard know? beating somebody, uh, whatever, you yeah. know. Well, that was personal to me. <laughs> no, no, me too. Praise God, yeah, tr truly. Yeah, that was personal because I felt like that was my brother or my relative, but I get what you're saying. Um, I've personally never been hit by the police. You know, I've had a lot of run-ins with the law. But the only thing that I can say for myself personally is I don't agree with the fact that I do have felonies on my record. And after I got out of jail, I applied to 150 something, 150 something companies. And I would love for the government to sit and don't give me no little BS answer. Don't give me them little sophisticated answers. If you can't give me a true answer, just make this make sense as a grown adult. How can people catch felonies and go apply to McDonald's to attempt to make $10 an hour, $9 an hour, $8 an hour and get rejected because they ran their background and they got a felony. But that same person can go and get a franchise for McDonald's. That same person can go get a business and manage multi-billions of dollars if they choose to blow their business up. Tell, ask them to answer that question. That don't make absolutely no sense with the same felony. And I can say that because Home Depot was a company that I had got rejected from for eight to nine to $10 an hour. Couldn't even work at Home Depot. But years later, they hired me to come in and speak at their corporation, to come and tell them about the same stories that I had did when I was younger. How do you explain that? And the reason why that's personal to me is because it's so many black men and black people and Latino people out here that have felonies that can't even get a job because of a felony and they did that stuff over 10 years ago. So if the society really cared about people, they should implement something within the, in the system to really find, to really understand why these people created these, I mean, uh, why these people committed these crimes and help them rehabilitate before you send them out back into the public. You don't just put nobody in, in jail for 10 years and then when they 10 years is up, just send them back out there and knowing the people finna have a difficult time finding the job. But yeah, they're gonna say, oh yeah, we helping, we helping, we helping. Well, statistics don't show that you're helping because I know people out here who really struggling that did the time. I got a I got a brother right now in Mobile, Alabama, struggling to get a job because he got felonies. So I don't know what you actually helped him with. I sat here and helped him and showed him how to write a book. Well, he could have been writing that book when he was locked up. He could have been he could have been making millions. And when you sit down that long, you got time to really focus on your dream. You should you should be a millionaire in prison. That's you should be good. You should be partnering with me. You ain't got nothing else to do but write books. Let me, you, you write the book, send it to me, and let me publish the book for you. And that's what, that's what, that's how I rehabilitated his mindset. I'm gonna do it for you. I ain't finna sit you, let you get back out of jail and be independent on these people. These people not really helping us, and that's just the truth. And people gonna sit here, they don't like to hear the truth. People like to be lied to. People love to be lied to. They appreciate lies. No, but a lot of people they don't like the truth. When you tell the truth. People who stand on truth, people know good and well that every black family should own a business. Why they choose not to, I don't know. 
You know, okay. that's why they had, that's why they had a, a problem with uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X because it wasn't because they was giving phenomenal speeches. It, that was not why they get. That's not why they didn't have a problem with the "I Have a Dream" speech. They had a problem with the fact that he was that he had the influence to really inspire people to go get a business. He inspired me to go get a business. And when you talk about ownership, that's something different than a person just being there. So I'm not scared of nobody who just say, oh, I'm inspired by the pastor's speech, but then I don't do nothing with it. I'm not, that doesn't offend me if I was, if I was a different cu culture or a different race. But when I see a little young child who, if you out here teaching 14 year olds, like your son, he, he's starting his own business, right? He, he might possibly blow that up, right? And then he gonna teach another child to blow that business up. See, other cultures, be, they would be afraid of that because that's influence. Somebody that's sitting here like, oh, I was inspired by a billionaire. He inspired me to speak my dreams into existence. But where's your book at? Where's your music at? Do you own it? See, you don't really scare me until you own something. Okay. That's when I know, know you're list, you listening. That's good. That, that, that's a good piece. And now, because you have felonies on your record, in this, uh, and 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 uh, I don't know where are you still living in Alabama now? No, mom. Um, I live in Los Angeles. And okay. LA. Okay. All right. So your residence is in Los Angeles. Did your felonies prevent you from being able to participate in our recent national presidential election? Mm. Were you able to register to vote? I. I to be honest with you, I remember when I had caught my, I went so long not being able to vote. And I'm just speaking for myself that at this point, I don't even know if I can vote because I went so many years not knowing that I could. Okay, do you have any last thing to say about uh, your feelings regarding the fact that that fundamental privilege that's supposed to uh, be a part of your being a citizen of these United States has been taken away from you. Make a comment, make a statement about that. The fact uh, that people that, that felons cannot vote, that if you're convicted with a felony, that you can't come back and participate in our political process. You know the reason why they why they do that. <laughs> oh man, but um. I think the first person that people should honestly, the comment that I would like to make is the first person that people should vote for is themselves. You should vote for yourself. That's my comment to that. Okay. All right. Listen, this has been helpful. Um, you have footage, you must, that you can make available to us so we can do an excerpt of a motivational speech that you're giving. So, well, I keep calling them motivational speeches, and I know you have another nomenclature. Oh, I don't mind if you say that. It don't bother me. Okay. Okay. You call, but, you call your, your, your son, your motiva motivational speaker, world changer, it don't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all of those, darling. Yeah. Listen, God bless you and thank you for taking this time and hopefully give me a year and you'll see the, 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 the fruit of this time that you've given me today, okay? Well, do me a favor, right? Highlight, I've been highlighted as a black man. You know what I'm saying? I just met you and I love you and I love your son. I appreciate your existence. But, and oh, I'm just thank you, darling. For many years, black, I, as a black man, I've been highlighted for all the negative stuff that I did. So I'm going to speak into existence that you take this video and highlight some of the positive things that I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Don't let people just sit and listen to, you know, I got, I'm out here, we out here, I want to say I, helping millions of children speak their dreams into existence. 
we got dream walls painted all around the world where people can go and stand in front of and speak their dreams into existence, right? We're working on changing street signs in the, in the hood where when people are driving down the streets, it's going to say Wealthy Boulevard, Healthy Avenue, Speak Your Dreams Boulevard, and Speak Your Dreams Road. That's the type of stuff that I'm working on. So my, my thing that I want to say is of all of, of my 38 uh, years of existence, you know what I'm saying? Most of them haven't been positive years. So I would like to see this video right here get taken and be used to really help people to speak their dreams into existence and let people know that they can make it outside of jail and that they can free their minds while they locked up. You know, I want every single black person, even while they in prison, go ahead and start your business. Partner with somebody outside of that's free that you can do business with and get that money, man. If you were selling dope, just put down the dope and pick up a dope product and keep it pushed. It's the same type of mindset. You just need business structure. So I want this video to be used as a positive light to inspire people to speak their dreams into existence. So that's what I speak into existence. That's what I meditate. And that's what I pray over this whole entire video. I love you to life, not to death. Anybody that's watching, whether you believe in me or not, my dream still going to manifest because God is on my team. So there is going to be a young person as well as, you know, as long as we're, we're doing affirmation, who is going to see this and whose life is going to be changed. And because of the way that God has used you and turned your life around, that person now is going to be able to look at you and say, I want to be like that guy. Can we say amen? Amen. All right. All right. I'm turning it back over to you. Listen, it was wonderful to meet you, darling. And hopefully oh, we'll... Yeah, hopefully it won't be the last time, and hopefully the next time we'll be face-to-face -face instead of cyberspace to cyberspace, okay? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We just got right. to be corona-free corona now, so we can protect <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Okay, God yeah, bless give you. A, you want to give me a virtual hug? <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Look, here we go, all right? I appreciate all right. it. God, God bless right. you, darling. Bye-bye. Thank you, Moses. Love you life. Bye. You're welcome. So, um, billionaire, uh, after hearing about your your life, um, your previous life, what do you now do? How do you encourage people to speak their dreams into existence, to live the lives that they want to live? Um, let's see here, man. Now I'm out here in the streets. I'm I'm writing books now. You know, this was my first book that I ever wrote in my life. You know, I'm so proud of this book because I know how to write a book. And there's so many people out there that have amazing stories. They've been through a lot. They got a lot of trials and tribulations. And I feel like they cheat on God by not living out their full potential and by not living out their dreams because their story could really help somebody who is going through a similar situation that they are going through. So this was my first book that I ever wrote in the history of my life. You know, um, I'm out here, we out here, I don't want to keep saying I, because it's not about I, it's about we. And that's what the first two letters in wealthy spell is we. You know, you got to let go of the ego, create the we go. So wherever you go, you go, I go, we go, so we can speak our dreams into existence. We got inspirational stickers, you know what I'm saying, where you see them right there, where the black stands for to build your dream on a solid foundation of trust, loyalty, and respect. The purple right there stands for never spend your present time with a person that you don't have a future with. And the uh, gold right there stands for talk less, execute, uh, talk less, execute more. And I go around every time I meet, not every time, if I meet some good energy, I bless the people with one of these. You know what I'm saying? And these cost $7.77. 
but not all forms of payment have to be paid in the form of cash. And if you got good energy, I'll just give it to you. And on the back, I got a quote right there for you that says, I value your existence. And then what else is billionaire out here doing? See, bro, I'm not a talker, bro. I could just show you, you know, because everybody won't explain what they're doing, but nobody like to show. My grandma said, people comprehend 0% of what you say, 100% of what you show. Here go my dream buttons. I'm going around, we going around the world, tapping people into their dreams with these dream buttons. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing over there? I'm on two, I'm on live too, bro. So shout out to everybody on the live. If you want a dream button, make sure you say dream in the comments if you want to get yours today. That's my shameless plug because I'm going to push my dream regardless of what anybody. <laughs> tap in if you want to get one. And I'll yeah, make sure to post the link. so much going on, bro. I can keep going, but I want to be, um, I want to let you control the interview since it's your, but I, I really appreciate your existence. Oh, you, you're very welcome. So um, you started out, um, your story is that you were homeless. You spent, what is it, 63 days out on the street in your car and that you wrote all of your quotes is what you say in your interviews um, in your car. Uh, and um, following, listening to all, the, all of the interviews, all of the, the quotes that you have, most of them, they start off uh, negative and then they, they end positive. Like you said, I uh, test positive for uh, MTD, like motivated transmission disease. That means if you speak to me, email me, touch me or hate on me, I'll spread that motivation to you as well. And so the idea of taking your negatives and turning them to positives, uh, what is your mindset behind negativity and how do you overcome that with your quotes, with your actions? Uh, what do you do when you're faced with negative situations? Well, um, I don't personally believe in negativity no more. My mind has elevated and it has grown. But I do thank you, man, for paying attention and because you you um, know them quotes. You know, I, I did. I used to write every quote used to start off negative. And one of the quotes that I wrote was, I just tested positive with MT motivated transmitted disease if you touch me look at me email me or hate on me i will infect you all with motivation and it's okay for your pockets to be broke negative just make sure your mind makes sense boom positive i used to start every quote off negative and end positive because i always lived a negative lifestyle until i started to understand the value of negativity and i'm so grateful for it because it made me a great person and i love it i like darkness too i like struggles i like all of it because it you know, you would never know that the light existed if you never seen no darkness. You would never know how to appreciate a phenomenal person, bro, if you never met a bad person in your life. You know, you, you, you're a good person. And I appreciate, you know, when I was sleeping in the back of my truck, I was praying on people like yourself, young people like you, to create your platforms. And one day I'm going to have a platform to be able to speak on. I'm going to have a platform to have a second chance at life and people going to listen to my speeches, you know, even though I came from selling dope and even though I came from just running the streets and whatever people want to say about me, man, it don't, it don't matter. You know, you know, I'm not the same person I used to be. I'm still working on me. I still battle with depression, but guess what? I just learned how to manage it. As soon as it hit me, guess what I do? Yeah. I go, I go get a massage. I go get a manicure. I go get a pedicure. Shoot, I ain't gonna let that hold me down. I go start taking care of myself, get up out of that. <laughs> you got to, bro. You gotta make yourself laugh. Today is a beautiful day, too. Yeah. It is a wonderful day today. Um, and um, 
so what um, resources have you looked into? Who um, helped you get to where you are today? You talked about how Dr. King and Malcolm X there uh, influenced throughout the years. Their recordings, their writings have influenced you in terms of your thought process, the way that you execute. Um, what tools and resources have you used that people can look up, um, find uh, online or in the library? Uh, what um, tools have you used in order to get to where you are today? Well, the number one tool, if anybody want to truly be successful, is to get them a mentor that don't want their life. I got one of the best mentors in the history of living, you know. Um, number one, make sure that you have a, I wouldn't say keep a woman behind you. You know, they always say, like, behind every great man is a strong uh, woman. I don't believe a woman should stand behind no man. My mom has always stood on beside of me. You know, I'm, I'd rather have another man standing behind me, you know, so we can be physically protected. And I'd rather my mama stand equal next to me because my dream would never exist if a woman didn't give birth to it and neither would yours. So I don't know if a woman gave you birth and, you know, your dream would never exist. Why would you put the woman behind you? So I never believed in putting my mama behind me or my sister behind me. They could stand right next to me. You know, um, I'm the face of the brand. So I understand how business works. Uh, so just because I go out and I make, uh, X amount of dollars, that doesn't make me a better person than her, you know, because money is a promissory note that acquires debt and knowledge is a promissory note that acquires power. So what that means to me is I don't worship money and I don't put my energy into appreciating money more than I do a human being. Oftentimes people wait on people to die before they buy them flowers, they get them gifts. They went, then they want to come sit, share their sad ass story with you when they didn't buy their mom or dad and nothing while they was living. So why should I feel sorry for them? You know, cause you sharing a story for me. If it's, it's your mama, you know, you got a beautiful mama right there. You know, I challenge you, go get your mama some flowers today and tell her happy mother's day. You know what I'm saying? Don't wait on mate. Don't wait on the government to tell you when to celebrate your family. So I'm a, that's the difference in me, bro. I'm a world changer. Would you commit to doing that? Yeah. It's very funny to say that. Um, the whole time. Right, you know, your day just your work your world just changed today. I need you to, and I'm gonna do it too. I'm gonna go buy some. I'm gonna go buy a woman some flowers today with you. So I ain't gonna just talk about it. And guess what? I'm gonna post it on Instagram, and I'm gonna tag it. Would you be willing to do that too? Yeah, yeah, man, for sure, totally. <laughs> you gotta be careful dealing with billionaire. Yeah, you out here spending money. <laughs> yeah, so you should talk about um, celebrating holidays that the government chooses for you to, to celebrate. Because um, I looked on your, on your Instagram, it was a couple days ago, you, someone asked you, like, why do you celebrate your birthday every single month? And you say that it's not because um, you celebrate every month because the government tells you to celebrate these other holidays uh, every single month. And, and then you name them, you know, New Year's, Valentine's Day, you have uh, Easter, you have Fourth uh, of July, and so you have all these holidays that, yeah, every single month. And it's you have these holidays that um, you yourself are promoting the government that you stand for, but you don't want to promote yourself, your values, your beliefs, and um, our family. We have a really, I have a very large family. Um, my parents. We have uh, 10 siblings altogether, seven are biological, three are adopted. Those um, siblings have other siblings. And so what we do is that we celebrate uh, like the major holidays, uh, Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, not on the day itself, but usually 
couple days after, a couple days before, in order for um, our total family to have a, a complete holiday. So it's very interesting you should um, talk about that in that we don't celebrate who we are, who God made us to be, but we celebrate our own government's beliefs, their own faiths, the, their own dreams. So um, the reason that I was really excited to talk to you was because of your message, the message that you spread about speaking your dreams and that how speaking your dreams could lead you down different avenues of life you would never thought were available to you. Um, what has been the one dream you have spoken that has not happened yet or is in the process of happening? Um, one dream that I am speaking into existence that definitely is going to happen is I'm building this big fat house in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm going to be so selfish. I'm building me a big old fat house, man, with 63 amazing bedrooms in it. Yes. My mama called me and she was like, baby, why are you building a house with 63 bedrooms? What you going to do? You can't sleep in all of them. You know what I told my mama? I said, mama, you got a whole bedroom house and you can't sleep in all your rooms either. So the reason why I'm building this 63-bedroom house is because each one of the rooms in my most in my little selfish house is going to be a different country, right? It's going to be a different country in every single room. Every room is going to be a different country. And in order for you to get in my little selfish house, right, you're going to have to get a passport, a fake passport. See, you can't come to my house unless you have an S corporation, a LLC, or a C corp. So if y'all don't got that, don't come to my house because it's a selfish house. It's for me. You know what I'm talking about? But if you want to visit me, you can visit me, but you got to have an S corp, a LLC, or a nonprofit organization set up. You also got to have a passport to get in my house. And then when you get in my house, you get to, you get to pick which one of the room, which one of the countries you want to go to to visit. See, the 63 represents the number of straight days that I slept in my truck. I slept in my truck for 63 straight days. I was homeless for 36 months. In 63 days, that's when I wrote all of those books, but I didn't know that I was writing all of them books. And when I was in that car, I had this epiphany that I got this house in Atlanta and I'm gonna have all of this land and I'm gonna own all of this land. And I'm gonna tell everybody that, yeah, hell yeah, I own this land. You know why? Because I work hard to own this land. I work hard to, you know what I'm saying, get this house. So I'm not finna lower my level of intelligence to meet another person's level of ignorance. So I'm about to be selfish for myself because when my mama had got hit by the drunk driver, she took one. 100% of the struggles. So guess what we finna do now? We about to take 100% of these successes. And we gonna take 100% of speaking this land into existence. Speaking this 63 bedroom house into existence. And 19 of the um, rooms in my house will be Africa. It's gonna be Johannesburg in there. It's gonna be Cape Town, Ethiopia. Um, so many different places, man. I cannot even think right now. We gonna have Asia in the house, China, Japan, Australia, Maldives, Jamaica, Haiti, uh, Puerto Rico, and, and seven of them gonna be the United States. You know what I'm saying? Like the big states, like New York City. Alexander City, Alabama gonna be there because that's where I'm from. Atlanta, yeah. Georgia gonna be in there. You know what I'm talking about, tapped in. And so when you so when you get in this house, bro, I gotta take you through the house, right? Soon as you walk through, this little man, he gonna be right there. And it's gonna be split down the middle and he gonna open up, right? And when you walk in, guess what the house gonna say? The whole house gonna say, I appreciate your existence. 
Yes. Soon as you walk in the house, you're going to feel appreciated. You're going to be required to write your dreams down when you walk into this house. You'll be able to, um, I'll give you some fake money, right? Because that's what the money is that you spend it anyway. That old fake money, you know, it's fake, man. It don't, it's, if I gave you $100,000 right now, the government wants you to pay them something on the money, man. That ain't that sad? But if I give you some knowledge, you get to use it over and over and over and over and over again. You want me to give you some knowledge? You want me to show you how you can own your intellectual property? You want me to show you how you can own your music? Because if I give you the game, if I, if I showed you how you could do one of these podcasts every single month, right? If you did one every single week, right? And you dropped the people one video a month and you told them, I'm only going to charge y'all $9.63 on your Patreon account, right? And you drop one of these interviews every single month and you was giving value, it'll be some people on here who will be ready to sign up. You see that knowledge that I just gave you? You get to take that, put steroids in it, and then heighten that thing to a whole nother level. I can get to look back a year or two later and you might possibly be a multi-millionaire. But because of the knowledge that I just gave you, you don't owe nobody shit. Yeah. You don't owe nobody nothing, but you get to use that knowledge and go exercise that and blow this business all the way up. That's what I would do if I was you. Yeah. I don't know where that came from. I'm just over here thinking back to the crib and back to the house, y'all. Um, so yeah, in this house, we're going to have 63 interior designers come into the house and they're going to design each room to make you feel like you in a different country. So when you in my house, you're going to be in Africa. You're going to feel like you in Africa. And you're going to have to dress like you in Africa. Oh my God, man. We finna learn how to appreciate other people's countries because you in my selfish house. But at some point people will realize that in order for me to share these dreams with you, I had to take care of self first. You know what I'm saying? I had to go visit these countries before I could introduce them to other people. So the reason why I'm speaking this into existence is because somebody gonna bless me with some land in Atlanta. Somebody gonna help me build the house. Somebody gonna find the construction place. Some I'm gonna raise the money to do this. You know what I'm talking about? And if anybody wanna support and donate to the to the um to the house that we're gonna be building in Atlanta, Georgia, you can drop the amount in the actual comments right there if you wanna tap in. I'm done. I'm done pushing my dream. I don't care what nobody say. I'm going one thousand percent hard. Drop any amount if you want this to manifest into the universe. Tap in, see who want to support. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it, it sounds amazing. Oh, you know, no, it's, it's, yeah, it sounds as if you are going to be taking people to places where they themselves didn't even see themselves going because yes. of their location in America or, or any, anywhere in the world because they um, didn't think that they were, were worthy. They didn't have any worth to themselves, that they could go there, travel there, have those experiences, have those uh, different cultures um, in their pocket where they can take with them wherever they go. So um, I have one last question for you, uh, billionaire. Um, and that is, if you had the ability to send a worldwide text, what would your message be? My message would be, if I sent a text message worldwide, my text message would say, if today was the last day that you was living on earth, what values would you bring to the world? Why would that be your last message? That would be my last message because people 
don't attempt to live their dreams until they know that they are nearing death. People don't want to tell you they love you until you die. People don't want to appreciate your existence until it's too late. So my last text will be a question to the people. You dying today. What values will you bring to God in the universe today? What values are you going to bring to the world? You don't have another week to live. You don't have another day. This is your last day living, everybody. What values will you bring to the world? What books will you write today? What message would you put on Instagram right now? What mother, you want, your mother ain't living? Well, go buy somebody else, mama, some flowers. Your daddy, you, would you forgive your daddy today? Or would you have too much pride and too much ego? So for me, I wouldn't do nothing different than what I'm already doing because I treat every day, bro, like it's my last day. I don't know why people think that they are cat and they got nine lives. I really don't even believe a cat got nine lives. <laughs> I got one life, bro. I'm going to live it, bro. I'm going to have a lot of fun, bro. I'm going to have a lot of fun. I'm going to hang around a lot of beautiful people, a lot of beautiful, smart, intelligent women with filled with wisdom, filled with intuition. You know, the best advice I can get to you, bro, is get this close to a great woman that you possibly can because, boy, my, my grandmama birthed greatness, bruh. She done turned me into a whole revolutionary leader. Sitting in a house with no lights in the house. That's how I wrote the quote. Even if I was blind, I could have told you my future was bright. Even in the time when me and my mama stayed in fights and we had no lights from the bottom to the top all the way from Alabama to California and I ain't even had the money for that flight. Abused and confused, the whole world told me I would lose, being to a point where I would have thought my race was blue. That mean I got beat so bad that I thought my color was blue, not black. You know, I'm just taking the time for people to really understand and comprehend. You know, when you're dealing with this kind of trauma, you're dealing with these kind of mood swings, you're dealing with this kind of uh, trials and tribulation, how do you expect a person not to be depressed? How do you expect a person not to battle bipolarness or, or deal or deal with some type of trauma going on in their life? You know what I'm saying? So for me, I just found another outlet for me. And that outlet was to heal myself and help other people speak their dreams into existence. So if I sent the worldwide text to everybody on the face of this earth, you're going to die today. You got 24, you got 19 hours to live. What values would you bring to this world? It's up. It's done for you. What you gonna do different? Wait on somebody else to manifest your last 19 hours like you've done your whole life? Wait on another check to come through from the government? <laughs> Not me. Not me, brother. Do you know how much do you know how much a hundred dollars a day for 365 days equal, my brother? That's um Thirty-six thousand five hundred, right? Yeah. What about $200 a day, right? If you made $200 a day, that is $73,000 a year. 
could you live could a person live off of seventy three thousand dollars a year absolutely yeah that means all you have to do is find a product sell a product for twenty five dollars eight times per day and you make seventy three thousand dollars a year why a person is continuing to wake up and slave for eight, nine, ten, eleven dollars an hour. I have no clue. You make three hundred dollars a day. That's a hundred and nine thousand dollars a year, my brother. That's only selling twelve products for twenty five dollars each, and that's a hundred and nine thousand dollars. I'm breaking down the system for you, bro. Yeah. You remember when you well, you might you might be a little younger, but I remember when my grandmama told me that you know a doctor makes. One hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. Grow up, be a doctor, be a lawyer. People always want to tell you do some shit that they ain't never did. You make two hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's nothing more when you break it down. No more than four hundred dollars a day. That's selling sixteen buttons for twenty five dollars a day. And if I ask people to wake up and say, "Can you sell sixteen of these a day?" Everybody would say yes. But when you ask people, do they see themselves making $150,000 a, a year? They say, oh, no, that's too, that's a lot of money. But $400 a day times 365 is no more than $146,000 a year. So the purpose of me telling this story, bro, is a lot of people set big goals. A lot of people dream is to be a millionaire. But a lot of people don't break down who they need to spend their time with per day in order to get there. A lot of people don't break down how much they need to make. A lot of people don't know that it only takes 2,000, um, uh, 20, let me see right here. Make sure, I wanna make sure I get the right number on my calculator. What is it, uh, 365 times 200? 1 million divided by 365 is $2,739 a day in order for you to make a billion dollars, a million dollars. Just micro goals, just breaking it down by the day. And that's what I just did, was just break it down for people to understand it, bro, just to simplify. All you gotta do is just wake up and go, which one Which one are you gonna do? Are you gonna be the $100 a day person? The $200 a day? The $300 a day? Or the $400 a day? Put that in the comments, which one you gonna do? Tap in, 100 is 36,500. The average person only makes 75 to $100 a day. So if you consider yourself above average, you need to be $200 a day, which is $73,000 a year. If you do $300 a day, that is $109,000 a year. If you do $400 a day, that is $146,000 a year. I wanna see in the comments, which one are you? 100, 200, 300, or 400, tap in. Yeah, man, this has been a great conversation. And I have, um. One more final question. Uh, what does wealth mean to you personally? What does wealth mean to me? Yes. Um, well, in, in my book, Seven Steps to Developing a Wealthy Mindset, I wrote in the book that wealth is, um, your greatest wealth is your health. So I'm working on that right now. I'm working on, I mean, in fact, I'm, you inspired me to go eat something healthy today. So I'm gonna go get me. I'm gonna go get me a cayenne ginger shot. If anybody else want to do this, you're welcome to. Um, I'm gonna go get a cayenne ginger shot with some turmeric in it to jumpstart my day. And then I'm gonna go eat a salad with no. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna do no chicken and I'm gonna do maybe no meat, but I'm gonna do it with fish. 
because I believe in growth. You know what I'm saying? So I'm finna go work on me. And I'm gonna put some electrolytes in my body, like my sister Chef Ike talked about. And so I'm finna electrify my body today because you inspired me to do this, you know, so that my mind can be clear and I don't make emotional decisions. So I'm finna go put some healthy stuff in my body and I'm gonna get me a natural herb and a natural juice. I might take me some black seed oil today. I'm gonna take me some elderberry. I'm finna, man, I'm finna, be, I'm finna stunt today on my body. That's what I'm about to do. So when you talk about wealth, what does wealth look like to me? Wealth is when you can not just smile on the outside, but you can smile on the inside. And I'm very joyful for where I, where I have come today. And I'm happy, bro. I'm so grateful. Because guess what I'm going to do? Because now that I'm happy, I'm going to go buy somebody some flowers a day. And I'm going to reciprocate that energy so that I can have more happy days. That's what wealth is to me. But let me not be stupid either. Wealth is also making sure that you do have some money too. That is a part of being wealthy. I don't care what nobody's saying. Because being broke, it, it, it's, you know, it, it costs money to be broke too, bro. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. All that stress that you're walking around with, not knowing how you're going to pay your bills, that's stressful, man. That costs. That costs you time and energy. You know, but you also got to realize that before money ever existed, that people was rich and wealthy too. So I don't really think that money is the true essence of wealth, but it is one component of it. So um, to answer your question, good health and get you some money, get you some land and make sure that your family is taken care of and define what success is to you. Because if you don't define what success is, then you're never going to be successful. And can I tell you this story, bro, before we end? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Many people... Y'all already heard this story, but if you haven't, I'm finna tell it to you like you never heard it before, right? So you know I got this, my new book about to come out, bro. And it's called Speak Your Dreams Cartoon Animation. And I created this idea when I was in the back of my truck. And I turned all of the intangible things in life into tangible cartoon characters. So there's nine of them. And only the nine positive people have superpowers. And they have to tap this button four times in order to tap into their actual dream. If you're watching this, share this with at least 10 people because this is going to be amazing. So there's three cartoon characters, right? Turn intangibles into tangible cartoon characters. You have hope, faith, and joy. Hope is a songwriter. She writes music. She's 11. Faith is a singer. She sings the songs that Hope write. And Joy is a singer too. So Hope, Faith, Joy, they're 11, 12, and 13. They're three sisters. And whenever they want to tap into their dream and sing, they go one, two, three, four. They tap in and Hope t-shirt says, you can never have too much hope. Faith t-shirt says, you can never have too much faith. And Joy t-shirt says, you can never have too much joy. That's when you know they are officially tapped into their dreams. And they have a big brother. And guess what his name is? You kind of remind me of Big Dreams. The way he look. Because he got a, but Big Dreams. Guess what? He got a lot of big dreams, bro. But he never executes anything. You know why? Why? Because he's best friends with two twins. And their name is Trials and Tribulations. He continued to run into them. <laughs> wow. 
I'm crazy, bro. I don't know what I was thinking when I was writing this, but I was just, when you tap out of this universe and start worrying about your bills and stuff, you start to live the creativity that God has put inside of you, bro. And I started coming up with these crazy ideas, realizing that somebody in the universe want to be hope. Somebody in the universe want to be joy. Somebody in the universe need faith in their life. Somebody really needed to hear this story. And somebody got big dreams and they talk too damn much and they don't execute shit. They just talk. Tell everybody about their book. I don't want to hear about your book. I want to see it. I don't want to hear about your music. I want the release date. Yeah. Then they have a little brother, right? He only eight years old, right? The little brother, he only eight. And his name, Wisdom, right? Now, don't forget now, Big Dream superpower. He he rap. He go one, two, three, four. He tap into his dream and he rap. He got his dream, but no, he tap in. And then you got Wisdom. He only eight years old. He is the youngest little brother ever, bro. And guess what his superpower is? What is it? He an entrepreneur. He got his own business. Every time they go perform, he on the outside selling lemonade. He bought a lemonade for a dollar. He marks the lemonade up 300%. Better take notes. Sells it for $4. $4.44, so he's profiting. He owns his dream. The older brothers, they don't really like wisdom because he's the one that's always coming up to them saying, why y'all want to be famous and broke? Because they got a bunch of followers on Instagram. Wisdom is the little brother that comes up and say, if you got less money in the bank than you got followers on Instagram, you need to get you a new group of friends. And then the people come back and say, well, you know, money ain't everything. And then wisdom follow up and says, well, being broke ain't much either. This little boy is smart. <laughs> so that's hope, faith, joy, big dreams, and you got wisdom. And then here comes the cartoon character. His name is Spirit. Spirit super superpower is he can only walk and he can only dance when he taps into his dream. Because he was born in a wheelchair. He was born handicapped. He was born never being ever always being told that he would never in the history of his life be able to walk. Y'all share this with 10 people now if y'all like the story now and comment done in the comments. Now, Spirit, this is his problem, right? He walk around with the Bible in his hand, bro, but he don't got no faith. There's a lot of people out here that they be talking about, oh, I believe in God, but then when they rent be due, they be nervous and scared how they gonna get it. Well, the type of God that I believe in, I don't really worry about things like that. I just know to pull the God out of me into the universe. And I just know that every 30 days the rent is coming. So we got to prep for that. We got to prepare for that. So I don't really be stressing over things that God didn't create. I also don't thank God for money either. I don't thank God for nothing that he did not create because I know for a fact God didn't put me down here to be out here hustling and dedicate my energy and time to get no fucking money, bro. That's me. That's me doing that. That's the flesh doing that. So I, I separate God from what man created. I thank God for your existence. I thank God for what he created me to appreciate. I'm not going to worship no money. I'm not ever going to thank you. People can do what they want to do. I'm not thanking God for no money. He didn't put me here to thank him for no money. He didn't even make money. Man made that. So then you got to come back to my story, y'all. So we got spirit, right? He, he can only one, two, three, four. He taps in and he can live his dream. So you got hope, faith, joy, big dream, spirit, and wisdom. You got six people, right? So we got three more people. Then you got wealthy, lovely, and courage. Now, see, I'm wealthy. I'm the motivational speaker. So when I tap into my dream, my T-shirts say wealthy. And then lovely T-shirts, um, 
her her gift is to spread love and courage. She is a gymnastic and she she uh pushes courage. And then you have uh the 10th character, he dips and he dabbles into the cartoon. And the reason why he dips and he dabble, and his name is Dr. Health, is because people dip and they dabble on their damn health. I've been a part of it too. So that's why I got him dipping and dabbling in the cartoon when he really should be the main character in the cartoon. But I'm gonna show people the influence of how big, even though he dipping and dabbling, how big Dr. Health is. So there's this, so all of these people are eight, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, right? So they call the Speak Dreams team. Now only the positive people are able to have gifts and tap into their dream. The negative people are working to steal the gifts of the positive people. So trials and tribulations are acting like they uh, 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 dream big dreams friend, but they really want to steal his button so that they can rap, so they can steal his gifts, so they can steal his dream. Now, have you ever been living and people wanted to push you down and make you feel like you wasn't worthy and they stole your dream? They tapped your ass out of your dream. People do it all day, bro. Somebody told you your book wasn't gonna come out, they tapped you out your dream. That's them stealing your gift, bro, and you let them steal your gift. Somebody told you you weren't gonna make it and you started crying because your mama didn't support your books. Guess what? Your mama didn't sign up to be a fan. She signed up to be your mama, so let her be your mama. If she wanna support you, she can support you. It ain't gonna make or break you, baby. Just keep on pushing. So these children, right? They from Alexander City, Alabama, and they travel all the way to Los Angeles, California. Now, how do these children get to the Staples Center with no passport, with no um, driver's license or nothing? They travel all over the world because they have hope, faith, joy, big dreams, a spirit, wisdom, love, courage, wealth, and health. In order for your dream to manifest, all of these things must come together. And so they go to the Staples Center and then they're performing in front of 44,444 people. Y'all, these people is famous. Woo, they doing their thing as children. And they performing, right? And the first person come up is Big Dreams. He come up rapping, he doing his thing. He rapping his butt off. And he raps for four minutes and 44 seconds and he go one, two, three, four, he taps in. Now he can rap and he moving. He got the people grooving and stuff. And then he taps out. He go one, two, three, four, he taps out of his dream. And then the next person comes up and guess who that is? That's um me, the motivational speaker. I go one, two, three, four. And now I come up and I do a speech and I tell everybody, never spend your present time with a person that you don't have a future with. Boom, everybody goes crazy. Oh my God. Then I do another one. I say, it's okay for your pockets to be broke. Just make sure your mind makes sense. Boom. Everybody, the bombs drop. Everybody like, oh my God, best speaker in the world. Oh my, oh my God. Then I go into another speech and telling people how 150 something companies rejected me because I got two felonies and I couldn't get a job. So in the back of my car, my mama, she called me and I started cussing her out, telling her that F God, F this, F that, I don't look for jobs, I create them, boom, and the crowd go crazy again. And then my four minutes is up, I tap out, one, two, three, four, and don't, now I can no longer do the speeches. And then guess who comes up next? Faith. She never taps out of her dream, but she always taps that button. And she go, one, two, three, four. She taps into the dream, bro. She starts singing and she sings a song called You Can Never Have Too Much Faith. And there's a sentence, a, a lyric where she says, tell me where does a heart go when it knows no love and you fall down and you call out, but no one shows up. When hurt for some sunshine, but the rain, it pours. 
no matter what you're going through, you can never really have too much faith. And then she taps out one, two, three, four. She taps out. And guess who comes in now to live their dream and speak their dreams into existence? Spirit. The person that everybody in the crowd knows in a wheelchair cannot walk and cannot dance unless he taps into his dream. It's his turn. And I'm about to wrap this up. He goes one, two, three, four. And immediately, guess what happened, y'all? Guess what happened, bro? What happens? His wheelchair started turning circles. It go all the way up to the top of the Staples Center. He disappears. Everybody like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, I did write this song. I own the rights to this song. Me and my business partner, Tiffany Ketchum. He, his chair disappears and then it just explodes in the sky. He's so high up in the sky, he up there with Kobe Jersey. He up there with all of the legends, Magic Johnson. And then out of nowhere, he, he starts flipping. He does 44 flips and then he lands on the stage. And he starts moonwalking. He starts dancing. He starts backflipping. 44,000 people are, are in tears because they know this man cannot walk and they know this man cannot dance. Usher is sitting in the audience saying, oh my God, this man dances better than me. Chris Brown is in the audience. Michael Jackson is in the audience. It's a cartoon so I can do whatever I want to do because when we were children, we wanted to be Superman. <laughs> we wanted to be anybody we wanted to be. But when we got older, our dreams got shattered. So I'm writing this book like I'm still a child with no fear, no worries, no nothing. I don't care what nobody say. This is my dream. So these people are still living because they was legends to me. James Brown sitting in the audience saying, oh my God. This man is dancing. This man is moonwalking. And the next thing that I know, his forehead, he's just doing his thing, spirit, he's dancing, he walking, he cutting up, everybody's cheering. And do you know where it comes next? Spirit gets ready to tap out of his dream. And he goes, one. And at this moment, faith, she takes off running toward spirit. Spirit goes two. He has two more taps before he taps out of his dream and he has to go back to the wheelchair. Faith does a flip. She's rushing to get to spirit. Because what good is a spirit with no faith, my brother? That's why she's running after him. And then he hits a third time. He's one tap away, bro, from tapping out of his dream. Going back to the wheelchair, which he's been in his whole entire life. And he gets ready to hit that button the fourth time, bro. He gets ready to hit that button the fourth time. And before he can hit that button the fourth time, Faith stumbles, she falls down, but she grabs him by the hand and she's preventing him from hitting his chest, hitting that dream button that fourth time. And she gets up and she gathers herself together in, in, in front of 44,444 people. Do you know what Faith had the audacity to ask Spirit, bro? What did she ask him? She said, Spirit, if the only time you can walk and the only time you can dance is when you tap into your dreams, who ever told you to tap out? Wow. Think about that, bro. 
people are not living their dreams because they've let society tap them out of their dreams. People not writing their books because society told them they wasn't a good writer. They tapped out. People ain't dropped their songs because society told them they tapped out. Tap out your dream. And I was created to encourage you to tap into your dream and never tap the fuck out. You're not interviewing just someone who's striving to be, bro, you interviewing the Malcolm X and the Martin Luther Kings of our time and you got the same gifts and dreams inside of you too. This ain't just for me to make money, man. This ain't just for none of that. This is to encourage people to tap into their dream because I'm living my purpose and I'm living my dream. And majority of people, they're not living their purpose and they're not living their dreams. They waiting on December the 25th to unwrap next month, this month. Next, tomorrow gonna be December the 1st and people gonna be unwrapping man-made gifts. But they don't walk around their whole life and whole decade, whole everything, and has not unwrapped the gift that God gave to them. So in closing, if you want to support tapping into your dream, you already got your dream button, so I appreciate it. But I wanted to tell you that story so that you know when you wake up in the morning, I want you to go one, two, three, four. When you feel down and somebody push you down and you don't feel good, one, two, three, four. When someone trying to take you out of your element and you finna have to cuss them out or you finna have to punch them or hit them, one, two, three, four. I want you to tap in to a higher frequency because you bigger and you better than that. And you got people that's depending on you, looking up to you. You got to tap in. So every time when I go somewhere and someone attempting to bring me to low frequency, one, two, three, four. I can't do it right now. People, my mama depending on me, my assistant depending on me. I can't slap this Uber driver. I can't do this. I can't fight this person. You know what I'm talking about? I have to tap in, bro. So if you a person and you really believe in the dream button, they $36.63 to represent the number of months I was homeless and the number of straight days that I slept in the back of my truck. If you want a dream button and you want to officially tap into your dream, I want all 46 people on this live to please, if you do want one, say dream. And I speak into existence. Everybody on here finna get a dream button. And then I'm on, and then every time somebody buy one of these, I'm going to feed one homeless person because that's who I am because I used to be homeless. So not only do you get a dream button, I'm taking a person, I'm taking ten dollars and I'm going to buy a meal with it. Now go, we got one person. I'm counting out 46, 49 people on the line. And because I'm speaking it into existence, two people said they want one, three people said they want one. Four people said they want one. I'm speaking it into existence. Wow, billionaire. This has been an incredible conversation, man. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Um, where can people go to find out about what you do, what you are doing, uh, your previous work? Where can they go? Where can they um be notified about posts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, where can they go? People can go. I want people to go to your, to your Instagram and add you. That's where they can find me. I want them to go watch this video. I don't want to promote me. I want to promote you. Oh. That's what I want people to go to your Instagram and I want them to listen to this video and I want them to add you on Instagram. So that's why I want them to go. You know, if you want to find me, they know how to find me. 
look it up, do some research. <laughs> I'm not that hard to find. I appreciate y'all existence. My Instagram billionaire PA though, but tap in with my bro right here and y'all go. I'm waiting on 40 some people in here to say dream in the comments. My bad, bro. I got hyped up. That's fine. Well, billionaire, thank you so much for your time. Uh, have a good rest of your week, month, uh, rest of a good next year, man. Take care. Hey, keep in touch. Make sure you tell your brother. Oh, they they asked for your Instagram. What's your Instagram? Oh, um, they can um follow the the podcast at um at uh the black gold pod p o d. Mm -hmm. And if they want to be updated with a new episode each week, they can visit uh, black gold pod um dot com mm -hmm. that's who i was interviewing with so y'all know we tapped in over here man i appreciate your existence black god appreciate your existence if you want um uh i just want to say thank you and i appreciate you i mailed you a free gift uh as well to, to with your dream button so you should get one of the free stickers i sent that to you so my, my assistant gonna take care of you today but uh i ain't gonna hold you up too much longer well i am gonna hold you up i ain't gonna hold you down appreciate you <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Villanueva, for this conversation. Take care. All right, God. I appreciate your existence. You too, man. Bye-bye. Right, thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Gold Podcast. Please subscribe and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the show on Instagram at the Black Gold Pod in order to be updated about new episodes each week. In order to listen to incredible and inspiring stories, please go to the Black Gold Podcast website and make a donation so the stories of these incredible and amazing people will be waiting for you each and every week so that you may be inspired and become an inspiration to someone else.